Wedding Photographers, and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 136. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, in good company with the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Hello, I am here to unite. We are uniting. Yes, we are. That's what we all, We've always talked about unite. Do you know mm-hmm. that there was some conference called Photographers Unite, something like that, that happened? We yeah, talked about that yeah. last weekend. Yeah, on the show? Did we talk about it on the show? <laughs> like on I the actual? It was the outtakes. No, I think it was outside oh, of the show. Okay, it was afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Come on, they should have asked us first if that was okay. You know, well, you know, that's all right. We're yeah, but... we'll, we'll let them have their little their little conference. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. We asked some of those people <laughs> we'll to be on our show first, but you know, they didn't want to be a part of Wedding Photographers Unite. We weren't good enough. No, <laughs> but that's all I'll say about that. Uh, whatever. Yeah, when you Google that conference. <laughs> They're going to find us. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Maybe right. We'll Come to think followers. of it, we have had a few jump-in listeners recently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Thanks, Unite Conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we are also joined by the good neighbor of good neighbors herself, Ms. Lindsay Daddario. Hey, Lindsay Daddario. Hey, that's me. Yeah. No Jimmy I'm tonight. I'm also ready to unite. Yeah. No Jimmy tonight. But we're here. The three of us are here to unite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of things going on in the world to unite about, um, which I'm sure will be part of our topic as we continue on uh, with uh, the show today. Uh, but I think, you know, we were just talking just before we hit record here and pretty much the meat and potatoes of our this podcast will be, you know, transitioning kind of into shooting again a little bit and what that's been looking like. So usually we do our round table at the beginning and talk about what we've been up to, but that's basically going to be the meat and potatoes of the show. So, um, mm. just so we, so let's feel free to kind of talk longer than we normally would on the round table and just get into topics and, and kind of roll from there. Um, so <laughs> who wants to start? <laughs> So now Lindsay, Lindsay's been shooting some of the protests and things like that in Buffalo. Uh, that's, yes, that's, sir. A, that's something to talk about. We uh, could make a whole episode about that, guys. Yeah. And I'm curious <laughs> to hear, week. I don't know if we want to start with that I or know. not, but, um, but I am curious to hear your perspective on, you know, how you've been shooting that and then looking at the things that have been going on, like in terms of like how concerned for your safety are you, like the whole photojournalistic thing of like people's faces and should we you know is it okay to show people's faces like i'm very curious to hear um some of your thoughts on that i have some of my own without without not that not being something that i do myself but um um but i don't know that we may not want to start there we might want to maybe maybe throw some softballs first (laughs) you know as far as like as far as just like getting questions too like do you even Lindsay? do i really like it do you even want to be out there and doing doing that kind of covering that oh, see, kind of now, stuff. Now I'm, I'm, there's no more. You know, now I mean? we're now we're just throwing hardballs at Lindsay. Now we gotta play. Now oh, we gotta play I'm ball. Ready. No, let's, let's just I'm go. ready. If you if you gonna we wanna just go there and then we can talk about the happy fluffy weddings we've been <laughs> yes. photographing. Okay, so let's just just listeners know we're we're going here first, and then we'll we'll get into happier um, topics in, in a moment. So so yeah. So what's it so, been I like? Mean, so I, 
Well, I, I guess we should. I mean, you've already asked like four questions. Are yeah, we just let, gonna let's 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 just, let's just let's just keep throwing <laughs> the hardballs. Just keep answer. chucking them. <laughs> I will catch them and not throw them back. That's how this is gonna go. <laughs> uh, to answer your question, Neil, um, about do I want to be there? Uh, so when the protest began. Um, I chatted quickly with my editor, like my sort of main point of contact at Reuters, um, about Buffalo and, you know, whether or not, um, we matter in terms of, of international news. And Mm -hmm. his opinion was, um, you know, like Buffalo is not going to make the kind of splash that cities like Atlanta or Washington DC or, you know, New York city, big cities are going to make. And however, um, <laughs> however, yeah, uh, he was wrong. So, um, <laughs> you know, we chatted quick and I just kind of wanted to catch up with him and see how he was dealing with everything. We hadn't talked um, in a couple weeks. You know, he's been covering all the pandemic stuff. So our editors, they shoot and they they work the desk as well. So, um, you know, he was he was out covering all the pandemic stuff. And then all of a sudden he's got protests and riots and everything on top of a pandemic and it's just you know absolutely nuts so you know I just kind of wanted to check in with him and see where he was at but um, then we kind of left it at that and then Buffalo made made international news not once not twice three times in a week mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, there was actually quite a lot going on here and as that stuff started to pick up um, you know they asked me to get out in the field and cover it um, I, up until that point I was honestly feeling a little helpless about everything going on and being assigned to it kind of um, gave me a role in everything that's going on and Mm. let me feel like I could participate in some sort of meaningful way. Uh, So the, um, the like quick training going into it, it's basically like a quick phone call going over protocol and it's, it is pretty scary. Um, You know, a lot of the journalists in other cities have been attacked and, um, you know, it's, it's not always a, a safe, happy, peaceful protest. And so, you know, he, He's protective and he prepares me for that. So Reuters policy is I have to wear a helmet and that in of itself is just kind of scary, like going out to shoot and, you know, you have to wear a helmet. Um, that's just a, a Reuters policy. So, of course, none of the other journalists have to wear helmets. So I'm just like the nerd in the helmet, but it's fine. <laughs> Lin- Lindsay, part. do you also have to wear anything that says press on it? Yeah, so I have my badge. That, that, um, that gives you a target as well. I, I've kind of noticed that Fox, CNN, whenever they have press, they, they kind of get attacked as, to, as well. Yeah, well. <laughs> so it's kind of a, a balance. So you want to be clearly, you want to be able to be identified as press very clearly. Um, but also you don't want to stand out in the crowd. You want to blend in. But um, so <laughs> on your helmet, you have to have like a piece of tape that says press on it. Um, I still have my badge around my neck. Uh, and in general, um, you just kind of stay with the press pool. So there's usually just like an area where all the like kind of press people are. 
Um, and depending on what's going on, you know, you know, if there's an actual march, then you, you know, maybe you go and you march for a while. Um, and it's it's just like total chaos because as news is coming in and different publications want different photos from Buffalo, I'm just getting calls nonstop from a couple different editors there. They're like, okay, the mayor's speaking. You need to go get the mayor. I'm like, you told me to march. I'm like four miles away from where he's <laughs> speaking on foot right now. Like, what? you're killing me. And so, you know, they're just sending you back and forth all over the city trying to get coverage of different events that are happening with like no concept of like how it all fits together. And <laughs> You know, they tell you one thing and then they say another and like, stay with the press pool. Hey, why aren't you shooting close up? Well, I'm with the press pool. Can I enter the crowd? Yes, go get in the crowd. Okay. So it's just, you know, a lot of a lot of chaos and very long days. Um, fortunately, everything I've covered so far has been um, pretty, pretty peaceful and really um, nice to be able to witness and be able to document. Um, I didn't have any issues. There were some people who were going after like your standard sort of NBC, ABC, just getting on camera and talking about, you know, we don't need you here. We don't want you, that kind of stuff. Um, but for the most part, people are are happy that um, they're being given a voice on a big stage. And, um, you know, you do have to be careful because there are some people who don't want to get targeted for being at the at the protests and stuff like that. So, you know, people have been arrested like after after the fact because they've been caught on, you know, video or whatever, doing something they shouldn't be doing or sometimes not doing something they shouldn't be doing and getting arrested. You never know these days. But um, yeah, so uh, like I said, I, I was lucky enough that um, everything I covered was was pretty peaceful um, and, and really nice to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Good. That that whole thing about um, covering people's faces, you know, as photojournalists, I, I know that that's, you know, that's first of all, you're in a public place, so that's just not okay, right? I mean, the yeah. What, I mean, what the the we the, discussed the, that. Right. So, the official stance you know, has my to editor be. was like, if anyone tells you you can't take their picture, like they're wrong, you can, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, if someone asks you not to, you know, just be respectful of that. I think that's just sort of the line you have to walk. Um, I was for the most part just shooting whatever and people seemed totally fine with me doing that. Um, there were, however, um, quote unquote, journalists there who aren't actually journalists. Uh, And, you know, I think it is important that, you know, if if you feel inclined to go to the march to march and you're a photographer, you know, feel free to to document your experience and, um, you know, bring your camera. But at the same time, like, if you're not assigned to be there, um, stay out of the way. (laughs) So, there were there were some people there who you know they buy a little like press badge online. It's not like a real press badge. So the Uncle Bob's of weddings. They, they, that's what yeah. they have. Yeah, and they uh, they tend to be instigators. So they for like a perfect example. At one point, there was a, a moment of silence. So everyone's kneeling in this like giant uh, giant square in the middle of downtown Buffalo. It's like this like really nice moment. There's no sound to be heard. And this kid, you know, comes running up and he, he's like, the police are around the corner and they're right here. And there were no police there that day. That was after some stuff went down in Buffalo and they were like, basically all the police quit 
from their our special forces and they were just like nope not doing that anymore and so like they're really there was like a police officer and it was at, like two in the afternoon he was just trying to like get people stirred up and i thought that was weird um but i later got to talking to this kid and he was telling me that he had um some close-up photos of an incident that had happened the night before and was asking me who he, I worked for because he wanted, he basically wanted to sell me the photos um, to get them seen. And so I was talking to one of the other photojournalists from our local newspaper about this kid. And I'm like, what's with this guy? Because he was just like kind of annoying. He was just all over the place and all up in people's faces, just kind of obnoxious. <laughs> so, um, and this photojournalist had been had been out there a lot longer. He had covered a couple more days than I had at that point. So I figured he he had some intel. He's like, oh, I can't stand that kid. So it turns out um, when this incident happened, the kid had run up to the person who was hurt and like just started taking close-ups of what had happened. And so none of the actual media had coverage of any of it because they just had coverage of like the back of this kid. So everyone was pretty annoyed by that. And then he went up to them and tried to like sell those photos to them. <laughs> and then when they were like, no, he was just starts berating their, you know, their publications and so forth. <laughs> well, I F the Buffalo news. I hate your newspaper anyway. <laughs> it's like, okay, buddy. Um, but you know, there are, there are people there that are you know just trying to build a portfolio that's and, so funny and because <laughs> that that's i mean this is going a little bit in a different place but like we have the uncle bobs and weddings we have that yeah. in photojournalism and we have that in like concert photography too like when i like shooting the lilac <laughs> yes. festival like it was so funny because this one freaking kid like he would just constantly try to talk to me trying to get back in the backstage and then and then like a, like a few days a few days later he's like backstage doing all this stuff i'm like what the hell is this kid doing back there yeah. so i have to tell security to get this kid kicked out and then two days later he's back do you know what i mean it's like it's somewhere <laughs> yep. it's like, what is this kid doing i wonder if it's the same kid yeah <laughs> probably uh, uh, yeah he was he was annoying. And those photos he took did end up inevitably getting picked up because he's the only one that had shots of it. <laughs> That's funny. Well, there you Which go. Persistence. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So, uh, and it's such a nice, um, I shouldn't say nice, but it's an interesting juxtaposition to shooting weddings. So, yeah. you know, um, Journalism helps balance weddings. Weddings help balance journalism. They're both like both jobs are built on very intense and emotional aspects of like the human experience. Um, and they're very different to photograph, obviously. Uh, but, you know, I just I appreciate the balance between the two and the access that both of those both weddings and journalism give me to people's lives. And then, you know, the perspective that gives me from having that access is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about the perspective of shooting a high school graduation? <laughs> Does that give me perspective on life? If if um, so I didn't do you, have. <laughs> do you feel like a better person after doing that? After ten hours of doing it today, and then 10? and then ten hours of doing it tomorrow, what? and then ten hours that? of doing it on Saturday, what I better have some better life perspective. Is this the same person? Or different people. It's just, no, it's, well, I'm sorry. This is a high school graduation that I'm shooting in 2020 COVID land. So, so now, okay. So I don't might, understand. Okay, so let me explain. <laughs> My weddings were canceled, so I'm available. All right. 
And then and then it comes up that, hey, do you want to shoot this high school graduation? I'm like, well, I'm not shooting anything else. Why not? I'll give it a go, you know? <laughs> um, so the thing is, is it's not, you know, obviously because of the, what's going on right now, it's basically, you know, they have the valedictorians talking, going to talk, but they're doing it all separately. And they're and there's a videographers are piecing this thing together, but each kid is separated by, you know, has like five minutes allotted time to walk the stage, so to speak. But as they're walking the stage, they can't really shake hands. They just get the diploma. They hold it up. I take a photo. They go over the administration standing behind them. And then I take another photo. And then, you know, I'm doing my Andy Buscemi thing where I'm like, I convince them into like, well, let me take a few more photos of these kids when they graduate. So after it's all said and done, I'm like, all right, I want to give me a clean one and something fun and then give me something, you know, whatever. So, so I do that hundreds of times because there's <laughs> because there's 350 kids graduating from, from as seniors from this oh from this high school then. 350 so i'm so and actually i didn't even realize that like i'm so it's 350 photos times like these five 350 people times these five photos and that's all i'm doing for like this like today 10 hours today 10 hours tomorrow 10 hours on saturday yeah man i mean so are you regretting doing those extra three photos of each student? I, well, I I felt <laughs> three I, times three I'm an overachiever, so I had to I had to propose that as like, well, you know, they're graduating, they got screwed on 2020 for their high school graduation, so let's give them a few extra things, you know. But it's they're all lit with. So the thing is, is it's all lit by stage light, and I basically said that if I took it, like, listen, you gotta light this by stage light and whatever. So there, it's just you know shooting away. It's pretty easy, honestly. You know. So, so Saturday's people are gonna talk to Thursday's people, and they're like, "Why did you get three images? I only got one." No, no, no I'm doing it. I I, I committed to oh, yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, and when I did it in the beginning, I wanted to get it right with the first kid, so that everything looked consistent from beginning to end. You know. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Does that give me life perspective? Does it? I don't know. Actually, you know, I was telling my wife Kristen that it slightly does because this was the first time I was I've been doing something like this where now I'm a dad and I like and I saw the parents like so so like all the parents are coming on with masks, right? And they're coming in the pit of the auditorium and as the kid come walks across um, like, you know, they're hooting and hollering and it's just the families cause they're separate because that's what they did to try and, you know, be compliant with everything that's going on is everybody's in certain areas with masks on. But I thought about it from, from a, from a parent perspective, I was like, cause I'm taking all these photos of Teo, you know, he does something new and I'm like, Oh, that's amazing. That's incredible. Something new, you know? And I was like, Oh, that's amazing. Incredible. Something new. And I was like, Oh, these parents are just continuing that until they're 18 walking across the stage. Oh, there's something new that they're doing walking across the stage, graduating. I was like, Oh, Oh, I'm going to want to do that someday. You know, it's so, it was a new perspective. <laughs> that is perspective. I thought about it from that point and I was like, okay, maybe I can learn something from this. <laughs> Wait, but so where I still have more logistical questions here. <laughs> yeah. where, is this? is this like in a field? How are they keeping everyone separate? Oh, oh no, it's all on a stage. Yeah. It's all in, in a high school auditorium. Um, but when they, they 350 students and their families? No, that's Six what feet that, apart? Lindsay, this is why this is taking three days because each <laughs> student is allotted five minutes of time with their family to be in the auditorium. Oh, there she is. Yeah. There's Kristen. What you were saying. Bye. 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 <laughs> um, I thought you were saying people were hooting and hollering from like, you know, a big crowd. You mean like their families. Their families were. Yeah, and then, and then, I, I, and then I felt, and what I'm saying is, is that I felt that. I was like, Dude, oh. Lindsay's that's... still in the writing frame <laughs> yeah. of mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, but but the good news is I'm taking pictures again. I'm I'm taking photographs again. So there's that, yeah. and then I shot some engagement sessions, and I feel like I'm a working human being again. You know, that's yeah. cool. You know, yeah. right? Did you forget anything? What do you mean? Like forget? Like, did you do your first session and you were like just kind of going through the basics? You yeah, had a bunch of I will. Ideas, s- then you forgot them all in the moment. I will say, like my first engagement session back, like my first shoot back, I was like, it. I, you know, it was like riding a bike, but it was like riding the, the, the standard typical Andy Buscemi <laughs> bike. Like, here's my classic poses that I come out yeah. and it's, you know, like, and so like, I feel like when I like, I don't know, I feel like I was, I've really been growing a lot, but I feel like I just kind of went back to like the basics of riding the bike. So I'm like, okay, I've got all my standard stuff. I know I can do that. It looks good, but how am I going to do something different and keep progressing and all that? So now I got to get into that. You know, because it is yeah. hard, like coming back. The last time I You're shot was, was, yeah, I mean, I had a yeah. wedding March 14th. That was the last time. But but before that March 14th wedding, it was even a couple months before that because of the baby, you know. So, um, yeah. And so really, if you take that that one wedding or the couple things that I've had out, I, it's been months, you know, since since uh, December or whatever. My last time I really was active, you know. Mm-hmm. So half a year, essentially, minus the few little things that I've had. You know, because I because I had the baby, and then there was a few little things, and then this happened. So, been interesting. At least you've been using the camera to photograph Teo. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> something. something. <laughs> but I am feeling like like because really good about like as far as bookings go, and twenty twenty one is already like off the hooks as far as things go because so many people have moved from twenty twenty. And like, and you know, and I've got some headshots coming up and I, you know, a few different things that I usually do. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about where things are, you know, and everything like that. So now, now I feel like, okay, we're going to come back. It's going to be good. We're going to have weddings again. They're going to be a little bit different the rest of this year, but whatever. And I almost feel like maybe even like September's, October's or October's might start to get like more normal. I think, yeah, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think so too. Yeah. Um, th- that's I mean, the feel we're, like we're, it. What three days apart? We're three days away from phase three, right? And do Pretty much, yeah. And let me say, like, do, do you have you noticed that, like, especially with like the, the the protests and like all these different things happening, like people, like this could be bad. We could have a real bad second wave, but people don't mm-hmm. care anymore. Like, like people do not want to be wearing, like we're, people are wearing masks. They're doing it when we have to and all that stuff. But like I, everybody's seeing everybody now. I'm sorry. They just are like people, like families are getting together. These things are happening. Um, yeah. So I feel like people are starting well, see, to thing, be like. The thing is we, we, we just don't know what to believe anymore because CDC just released so, like so many things saying, you know, we apologize. The numbers were wrong. Our predictions were wrong. You know, they're, they're saying it was only 2%. Who knows what to believe now? So it's like, was this all real? Did the, I mean, so <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Um, I, I guess time will tell. And right. I don't know. But but all I know is phase three is three days away. <laughs> and who knows? Phase four could be uh, 17 days away from now. Yeah. I so, don't know. So one thing, I, just from the from one perspective that's important to mention is, yeah, I think we did you know, we flatten the curve because it's easy in hindsight to say, Oh, look, nothing happened. We, you know, but the reality yeah. is, is we pretty much did what we wanted to do, you know, where we mm-hmm. kind of did flatten that curve. It was definitely like a real thing. I don't think, mm-hmm. and, and we flattened the curve. We did what we were supposed to do because it's easy to say in hindsight, well, we probably, whatever, you know, 
But I also yeah. still do partially think, remember when this whole thing happened and I mentioned on this podcast and I was like, well, the reality is it's like less than that 1%, you know, like mortality, like that 0.5.4 thing or whatever. Like we might be looking back on this later, but but it's easy in hindsight to say that. And and yeah. I think we did That's what we needed to do, thing. you know. Yep. Um Actually, Andy, I remember us just the two of us had had a, had a had an episode. Yep. And I remember I remember you said, you know, I'm usually right about things, and you predicted <laughs> by mid June things will start getting back to normal. Yes. And where are we? I where do, are we? I'm just telling you. We're pretty much mid June. <laughs> basically, guys, I'm a prophet in terms of predicting the future. Okay, you know, <laughs> because I knew I knew then I was like, there's no way, like we'll be able to do it. Society will be able to do it for like a few months, but once the summer hits and once yeah. we do, do, there's just no way. There's no way we're gonna be able to keep going after that. And that's pretty much, I think, where we are right now, you know. Is, but is I like... think we've grown in terms of, like, people are just washing their hands more. Yes. And, like, every time yes. I get in my car, I put my hand sanitizer on. Yep. Like, just getting into new habits. Yep. It makes a huge difference, too. 100%. We're mm-hmm. more aware now. And I feel like that awareness actually did something, too, where it's going gonna, it's gonna to help prevent things from fully going because even though we are seeing people again i think people are still being careful within reason within that you know Mm -hmm. so um we'll see i will say like photographing all of the protests people were doing a pretty good job of like i mean they're not like a steady six feet away (laughs) but like they're all wearing masks unless they're like the people who are leading chants and stuff like that for the most part and um Keeping their distance. Now, I went to a police rally with a bunch of police officers. Nobody. nobody. There were three. Right. Yep. Three masks. Yep. In a group of hundreds. Yep. Yeah. Oh, God. So, <laughs> Makes you wonder. Scary. Yeah. Uh, really scary. But so I photographed a wedding last weekend and everybody wore a mask. All the whole the time? Did. The entire day? Mm-hmm. I mean, not for, so like the bride and groom, while they're actually doing the ceremony, obviously weren't wearing them. Did they, did, um, the, did the guests wear masks when they were eating dinner? <laughs> no. No? So the way, Why not? the way they set it up, have you guys done any weddings yet? Not yet. No. no. Okay. Well, I, I'll be I will soon. To like but... compare stories. Yeah, yeah. Once, once you guys have. End of August. Uh, yeah. End of August. Okay. So, so this the the quick backstory behind this one, this couple was supposed to get married in Washington, D.C. back in March. And obviously their wedding got canceled and they decided they would move it to next year. Well, the groom's father um, has cancer and he's not doing well. And they were like, you know what? Screw it. Like, we don't need to have a big old wedding. Let's just do like a backyard wedding back in Buffalo where where dad lives and mm-hmm. roll with that. So that's why it happened so last minute like this. Uh, And all the more reason why everyone's obviously very careful with their masks. So the way they set it up in the backyard, they had um, all these tables that were like seriously like 20 feet apart, (laughs) these tables. And each table was for like each group of people who lives together, more or less. Um, So, you know, everything is really, really spaced out and very clearly labeled so that people are at their different tables. Um, And same thing for the ceremony. They had like little rows for each family, but the rows were like really, really spaced out to keep everyone apart. 
And they kept their masks on for everything except when we did the um, the group portraits. And so I posed people with, like, the bride and groom in the middle. So I'd have, like, each group come up and figure out what the dynamic is. Like, okay, you're the parents and you three are kids. So let's put the parents over on this side of the bride and groom six feet away. And then all the kids over here six feet away. And, like, just try to make a balanced portrait. Um, obviously, you can't do, like, a very formal one where everyone's, like, standing in a perfect row, so it's better to just kind of, like, stagger people and keep it kind of casual, and they don't, like, they look a little awkward, but they're not, they're not terrible, and Wait, as, they're as, representative of what's I, happening I missed, right but during those photos, did they have masks on? No, so that's okay. why we did it that way with them spaced out oh, so gotcha. they could take the masks right. off. Yeah, because even, even in the high school graduation thing today, what they did, because they had, like, a student up front... And then six feet towards the back, they had like the administration towards the back. And the photo just looks freaking weird, right? Because it's like, yeah. <laughs> and, and think about that, like from a shooting perspective, like you're using stage lights, right? And and if you're shooting like mm. F4 or something like that, th- then you're the, the students in focus, but but the people in back are out of focus. So, but it's like, but I still need that light. You know what I mean? So you have to like really oh. balance what you want to do there. It's a compromise. So, yeah. so that sucks. Like it sucked for those photos. I'm sure it's going to, it sucks for that when, when you're in that situation, like, I mean, but you're obviously you're probably daylight, but like, so mm-hmm. the photos themselves and all on the same plane. So everyone's in right. focus. Okay. Well, that's like good. a yeah. cluster on the right, a cluster on the left and the bride and groom. In the but then middle. they're really small. Like the people are really small because there's less space in the photo. I will or more say, space in the photo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Panorama. They're fine. Right. You know, you just do it full body and it's like there's just like a couple of people missing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Some little empty spaces. What other shooting things as far as like the wedding itself goes? Was there anything weird, like something that's like that that those of us that haven't shot yet, you know, that maybe you can give advice to? Yeah. So um, one thing I definitely want to talk about is pricing these tiny hourly weddings. Mm. Um, because so this wedding, I, I only shot for three hours and I'm going to deliver like 350 photos. Um, the thing is, (laughs) the thing that's unfortunate is when you're charging by the hour, people just try to cram as much as humanly possible into that time slot. And so I did a cake cutting. I did speeches. I did getting ready photos. I did family portraits, portraits of the bride and the groom, the ceremony, like everything that you would have at a normal wedding. As Jimmy says, all the hits. into three hours. <laughs> and the unfortunate thing about that, too, is that it doesn't leave a lot of room for creativity. And so you just do your go to things like you were saying, you know, and having all this time off, you know, you have all these creative ideas like you can't wait to get back out and try all these new things. And it's like, okay, that's not that's not happening here. So we got to go, go. There's no time to set up shots and figure out what the angles are for each section of the day because they're just like, we got to get it all in so we can get the photographer out of here and we don't have to pay her for another hour. See, I've experienced that even before all this. I've experienced that when they do, you know, the short weddings and all that. But I really just, I really try to have a conversation with the couples, even in that situation where I'm just like, listen, I can do it. I can work with in 20 minutes. If you want me to take your portraits then I can make it happen. But if you really want quality work that doesn't feel rushed, you know, like I want, give me 45 minutes with the two of you, you know, like, and then, you know, and just, I don't know. I feel like I've, I've 
talked through that before and convinced them to go a little bit extra. Don't worry about the time. You know, it's going to be what it's going to be. And, and that's why I don't even, we've talked about the hourly coverage thing before where like I, I when they do our, when they say hourly coverage, I'm like, great. I'll charge you for two hours right now. That's a deposit. The rest I invoice after, you know, mm-hmm. like, that's because exactly I, what I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I talked them into doing the prep photos. They weren't going to do it. And, you know, I said, you know, the, just to make sense of the story, you should have a few photos before it's like, bam, walking down the aisle, you know. Um, mm. And they were into it and they added that extra time on. But it, still, I had basically one hour at a hotel to do both the bride and the groom. At least they're in the same hotel. But like, you know, we just did all the the standard stuff. It wasn't like capturing those kind of candid moments because there's no time to just chill and observe. Oh. It's just like you got to got to do your job and that's it the other thing that's helped me with those hourly things is because they very often don't have a wedding planner for that i Mm -hmm. i become the wedding planner where like i basically just like all right you guys don't have a wedding planner i'm just gonna like time things out for you and i i make their itinerary and it's like this is a rough draft guys you can change it from here but and and i say like you know i recommend this amount of time for this and this is what this looks like you feel free to move it around but that's what i'm going to suggest as far as overall times and then that gets them thinking like oh do we want you to have more time you know like and that then i let them decide from there but that's another another little tip that has helped me with that but well and ideally you have more than like a few days to plan it like literally this was like i got a text from the bridesmaid on like I don't know, Sunday, talk to the bride on the phone, uh, bride and groom on the phone Monday, got a contract on like Thursday night, maybe, you know, I mean, they planned this wedding in less than a week. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. Hmm. All in all, it was it was really nice to just get back out there and see smiling, happy people in love and surrounded by friendly faces they did a like a laptop with zoom on it so they had you know all the little squares with all their their friends up there uh so the maid of honor had it sitting on a little table next to where she was seated so she could kind of adjust it as things were happening and then after the ceremony ended and they walked back up the aisle they grabbed the laptop and kind of talked to all their friends for a little bit it was it was very sweet and i think they i don't think they regretted doing it at all yeah. So, and I think this is going to start happening more and more. I I'm, I don't know about you guys, but a lot of my couples who rescheduled for next year are talking about still doing a ceremony this year. So I'm mm. kind of preparing for a few more of those. Yeah, I've only had like a few, like one or two, actually just one really in that situation. But I do have like one that's small that, that is holding on to the end of this month. So I'm, it looks like I'm going to have a small June wedding um, that nice. was a big wedding, but they made it small. Um but uh yeah i mean i i don't know i don't know most of my couples just moved they were just like all right 2021 screw this we're done we're out we we, you know um so yeah yeah but my but what's very interesting is that like everything through july is done for me um i have like a like a couple lingering august but all of my september except for the exception of one and all of my October is still planned for my, for the full weddings. Like nothing ever happened all my September, all my October, except for one in September. So I'm, I'm really hopeful that, that those months go as planned um, because now that PPP money is running out and, and all that, <laughs> you, know, you know, if you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. and it's all good. You know, uh, Kristen's got her job and I'm lucky about that, but you know, so, but it would, it's uh, but that EIDL, uh, that, I didn't take it. That, that, 
That amount still looks good. Oh, I was so tempted. We, we got ours in, and oh my gosh, it looks it's so tempting. It yeah, says, just click you? here, just click here, and it'll go through. Yep, that's it. Yeah, I do. I, I don't know what you got. They were like, here, take the. They was like fifty k, and I was like, I could have pressed yeah. a button and taken that fifty k, and I'm like, but do I want to take that fifty k? And oh, dude, and the thing with that There's is, a did lot you of read restrictions it? To it? Yes. Too. So I was just about to get into that. Yes. Yeah. So if you take under twenty k. You're kind. Of, it's kind of like okay, whatever, you know, whatever, right? But if you take more than twenty k, then they basically own your freaking own your, your business. business at that point. Yep. Like so, and I saw that. I was like, nope, not not doing that. I don't. I don't need it that bad. I'm good. I got. You yeah, know? it's a straight so, up predatory loan. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, no, thank you, sir. I'll take my yeah. PPP forgivable loan and, and and move on. Thank you. You know. So a good friend of mine got like a real bad um, student loan situation. She was in one of those like for-profit schools and like has crazy debt. So she's super, super careful about stuff like this. And so she said they were offered $130,000 through the SPA loan. Um, and so they, they were just like curious about the whole thing. And so they talked to their like lawyer and accountant, whatever. And they said, um, yeah, the SBA owns your business if you take the money. If you try to sell it or any of your assets, they get first right of refusal. This is for the term of the loan, which is 30 years. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah, unless you just pay it off, you know. And it goes on your credit score too. But. Not necessarily, like your business credit score, not your personal. And when uh, and if you don't if you're She said personal, mm-hmm. but maybe she just Yeah. The government loans typically don't. Um, so that, that's actually the one thing about it, but, um, Oh, it depends. If you're like a pass through business, they can come after your personal assets, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works, but it sounds nope. like unlawful. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and this yeah. was supposed to help us. <laughs> right. Yeah. And really though, like you really kind of have to be hard up if you take that because like it's, a, it's essentially just a loan, you know, like it's like a loan. I, yeah, I could, yeah. I could get better loans on my, on, on 0% credit cards. If I'm really hard up, I'll do, I'll do a 0% credit card, buy things on that, pay that off in, in two years, you know, like I don't need, I don't need to know a 3% loan. I don't do that. You know, whatever it is. I imagine it's geared towards different businesses that know that they're going to have a profit coming as soon as this yeah. ends or something like that. You know, it, it must be geared towards somebody, but it sure as heck isn't us. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, yikes. So, <laughs> um, Neil, what's, what, what's going on? Are hey, you, I had a shoot. Are you shoot I was about to Yay. ask. Are you shooting? Yeah. Yay. For the, the first one in six months or no, four months, four months. Yes. Yeah, it, it, was a, it was a maternity session. It was for a couple that I photographed their engagement session. Awesome. Awesome session. Um, weddings, wedding, uh, wedding day coverage. Awesome day there. So I wasn't really nervous going into it because, you know, I worked with them. They're awesome couple, everything like that. And, um, so I was I was actually more nervous about lighting, um, the camera settings because I really haven't picked up a camera in quite some time. So I was kind of nervous about that. You know, is this all gonna come back to me? Because mm-hmm. I've never taken like four months off before, yeah. and and I, I really didn't even I I didn't pick up the camera like at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, sh- I should have I should have like you know maybe photographed my dog or something, but uh, but I didn't. I just did that stuff with the cell phone um but anyways uh so during the session 
Um, everything was going good, but I forgot like direction, you know, because, because I was, I felt so confident with the couple. I thought they would just like do what I normally tell them to do. Like, I thought they'd be used to it. This is our third shoot together. I thought they would just like normally go out and do things. And then there, there were times where I'm, I'm like, I, I, I set up the shot and everything. I, I get the lighting and my camera settings all good. And, and I'm just like standing there, like waiting for them to do something. And they're standing there waiting for me to tell them. What <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God. And my, and my wife is over there. She's like, are you going to say anything or not? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but, awkward so what, what is this work thing? So I'm used to just hanging awkward. out at home. <laughs> You're just like a creep with the like, camera I'm, staring I'm, at I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I put them in their spot. And if I put them in good light, they should know what to do. But no, uh, they were just kind of like staying there like, Neil, what, what do we do? <laughs> so, so I was, I was, it was an awkward, maybe 30, 30, 40 minutes of, of the first part of the session, but it, it was all good. They, they knew that they were the first ones, um, that we were shooting and they, they were super, super, super cool couple. It was a very hot day, but we got, we got some good shots. It, it felt really good to be back. But um, but yeah, I was I was kind of weird of of the night before. Like I don't know what to charge. I don't know what to bring on the session. So what I did, I, I just brought everything. I, I threw everything in the car. Like more stuff <laughs> that I usually bring for a wedding. <laughs> I just threw everything in the car, and I probably used only like maybe an eighth of what I brought. But whatever, it, it felt so good to be back. Yeah. But man, the the, the rust, <laughs> the rust was there. Yeah. yeah. Yep, but that's but that's about it, guys. Yeah. Neil, I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? I, uh, I saw you've got a bunch of new albums, and mm-hmm. you mentioned you were like hand delivering them to your client. Yeah, yeah. yeah how I does that not, go? You know, you know what? Um, we we did this just as soon as phase two hit, and you know, instead of people coming to our house, maybe feeling a little bit uncomfortable of coming into someone's home or like what we were doing before that, you know, people were driving up. And they were opening up their their trunk doors, and and we we're throwing the albums in, and we we're like, oh, wait, wave goodbye, that kind of thing. We were like, you know what, we have, we have like four or five albums to deliver, and let's just pack everybody into one day, and let's just drop them off. And um, Lindsay, I, I I think we kind of started something that we really really enjoy. Not only it's it's more personal. Um, I, I, I do miss people coming here and seeing people's first reactions of seeing their albums and prints in person. I do kind of miss that, but I don't know, hand delivering something. It, it just, it just has this very personal experience uh, yeah. that, that I, that I've never really had before. And you get to see the people's homes where they live in and stuff and they come out in their porches. You know, we, we just kind of like, we have our mask on, we, we hand it right over to them and we have a little bit of conversation from a distance. And then we get off in our car and we, we go on to the next. Um, and then today we actually had four deliveries today and we just kind of, me and my wife, we just pack up the car with drinks and snacks and we just kind of drive around to, to, um, our clients' homes. And, you know, it kind of, it kind of makes sense for us if we continue doing it this way, which my wife said, we might not be able to do it this way once we start really getting busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, one day out of the week, if we hand deliver everybody's stuff, especially if, you know, they're paying good money for this stuff. And, and plus people are coming out to our house for their first meeting for the photo shoot. 
for the for mm, the in-person sales point. reveal. So they're coming out to our house, which we don't live like in central New York. Mm-hmm. We, we live out of the way. So if they come to our house like three times, two to three times, I think it's I think it's it's okay if we we go to their house on that last delivery kind of thing. Um, I mean, I don't know. We're really enjoying it right now. Whether we're going to be able to continue it, um, and it's kind of nice to um, maybe uh, like after five ten minutes pass after we leave their house, we get a text message from from the clients saying, "Oh my god, we love it, love it," and that that feels really great as we're going on to next next client. So it's definitely more personable. Um, you know, it's. It really, it really is. I'm really enjoying it, but I don't know if we're gonna be able to continue it. But, but I, I really, I, I was telling my wife during dinner tonight. I would, I'd really like to keep this try, try keep this going. You know, um, just it's funny that you mentioned that Neil because actually somebody that all three of us know, um, I don't know if I can mention names on here, but um, I photographed her wedding. Neil, you've done some family photos with her. That she started a business. Uh-huh. Uh, my, yes. my my wife bought something <laughs> recently and she came out to the house to deliver it and um it was kind of cool you know what i mean like um you know just the connecting it was like and it was like oh that's more personal to kind of do that you know like because we had a delivery just like that you know so it's like and it's it is interesting because then it's we ended service. up talking to her for a few minutes and mm-hmm. then you kind of reconnect and it's and it brings you closer together you know like as uh as people you know so it is cool. It is cool. And, mm-hmm. and that definitely, I, that cannot hurt for future business. You know, like, well, like, because she did that, like, oh, you know, like, that's cool. Like, and she's, you know, like, and, and matter of fact, it absolutely worked because Kristen ended up buying something else to give to one of her friends and same kind of thing, you know? So uh, it's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. People appreciate yeah. that, that hands-on service, especially with a high-end you know, people have different expectations when you're charging a, a certain dollar amount for your products and mm-hmm. to be able to go the extra mile for them, I'm sure means a lot. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, all right. That's it. Those are the meat and potatoes, right? Tip. You got a tip? <laughs> I have a tip. Oh, we're ready. Give us a tip. Ooh, tip of yeah. the day. We haven't had a tip. tip of the show. Let's hear it. What do we got? I don't know if this will mean anything to you guys, um, but do you know what a link tree is? Um, I know what LinkedIn is. I know no. what um, <laughs> what like like phone trees. Do you remember yeah. phone trees back in the day, back in the nineties, yeah, yeah, when yeah, you were that's like, not "Oh yeah, but it looks like these phone trees. They're really cool for for the for the millennials, for the young kids out there." Yeah. All right, before before the family the- tree. Yeah, the the family tree. The, the that website what's that website called oh, like ancestry.com website yes yeah. ancestry yeah i know that one yeah well no, i never i didn't, I didn't finish my phone tree Do you remember phone together, trees right? just really quickly phone trees there's a number up top right there's a couple numbers one person so let's say that let's say that you guys i i'm i'm up top and then i call neil and then neil and the then, real and, teachable moment and, Andy. and i call Lindsay, right <laughs> and then they have like two people underneath them in their tree and then they would call them and then those two people would call two people and you could contact like a whole bunch of people just with one one phone call you can contact everybody with a phone tree back in the 90s people used to do it now we got phones now and text messages on facebook yep I'm just that's just a little <laughs> lesson for you kids out there so a link tree is something we shouldn't use a link tree is uh, so you ever see on someone's uh instagram post they'll say link in bio and then you go to their bio 
And then there's a link, and the link takes you to a page with a bunch of links. We have one for our Wedding Photographers Unite page. And so it's like a link to our, to leave us a review. There's a link to watch us on YouTube. There's a link to our website. All of that stuff is in our link tree. But link tree is bad because instead of people going directly to your URL, it's like linktree.andybuscemi.com and you don't get the SEO perks. Wait, what are you talking about? Like going- Where's this link tree? Is li- link tree is a website? <laughs> Linktree is like, um, think of it like a plugin. So if you go to our Instagram page in our bio. Wait, is, is Linktree a like service? Utter shock yeah. right there when you were yeah. describing it. <laughs> I love that I'm teaching you about something that you shouldn't use. <laughs> oh, I can get started for free on, on linktree.com. There's a double yeah, E at the end. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so like somebody started a link tree for for the for the podcast. Yeah, I did. Oh, but I, so, wait, 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 wait! What are you talking about? You're talking about teaching so us something we shouldn't. Photographers unite Instagram. Yeah, I'm gonna change. Well, I'm gonna ask you to change it actually because it has to go to our website. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> unite Instagram. Okay. And That's what happens Andy when I go there? His mouth hanging wide open so, while you're describing that. Instead oh, of having like 10 links in all of our <laughs> yeah. descriptions, I say, if you want to go see any of this stuff, go to the link in the bio. And then they get the, you know, access to all the things. Gotcha. All right. Right. That's a nice but tree because, you have there. Yeah, thanks. But no SEO. Uh, because it's on link on Linktree, it'll take you to, you know, our, our website or whatever, but by way of Linktree. And then you don't, I guess, get the same SEO perks as you would if you just put a list of those links on the actual Wedding Photographers Unite page so that people went directly to Wedding Photographers Unite. So for your personal, so like on my business page, I have a, a link tree, <laughs> uh, you know, with a link to current uh, blog post or whatever, that kind of stuff, uh, which I'm going to now change to just being a, a link to my actual website where I have a list of links. All right. So now let me tell you this, now that I know what Linktree is. So you're <laughs> so so you're saying that I could go to what I'm like on our wedding photographers unite website and I could put all these links there and that would be better for SEO. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Well, yes. here's a surprise for you. I don't care about SEO. <laughs> I don't care about I don't care about doing things the right way. I want if we want to beat the people, unite if people <laughs> if people want our pot like our pot, I like things to be organic, and I do that in my own business too. By the way, that's why I don't hashtag shit on my Instagram page <laughs> because because I literally the only people that follow my shit are people that organically like me, and then I don't have you know what I mean, and it's all natural and it's all you real. Know you can you know? get organic likes through a hashtag. They look at statler city wedding and they see a whole bunch of photos and they're like blah 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 and then they see yours and they're like wow that one's amazing and then they but, click your profile but 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 but, but they like your page and then they hire but, you for their wedding but but and this is true i shoot consistently 30 weddings a year i don't want to shoot more than that you don't need it i'm happy with yeah, i'm happy I, with the amount and yeah maybe if i had more people knocking on my door i could raise my prices and then blah 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 but you know what I'm living a happy life. I'm good. I don't. I don't want to take the time to be writing these hashtags. I want people to find my shit to like my shit because they like my shit because of what it is. Listen, not because of the hashtag. Not everyone right? is so privileged to always get thirty weddings every year like you do. Well, I'm just saying. Some of our listeners who care about their SEO, it might be valuable. 
I but I, I but I on that note, that this would not be relevant to you. I, I, yeah, but I, yeah, that's true. But but I literally believe this with I I believe this in in every inch of my body. I believe that rather than people spending time on SEO and all these links and all these hashtags and all this shit, I literally believe be be the best effing photographer that you possibly can be have your work be so damn good that people can't ignore you and 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 over deliver to your clients the people that booked you the people that love you and when you do that you literally don't have to do any of that bullshit because they do it for you and then everything ends up being natural and it's all organic and there's no and there's no writing hashtags that aren't natural to me do you know what i'm saying saying? that's all i'm saying i think you i think better time can be spent doing that being the becoming or trying to be the best photographer that you can be than spending all this time hashtag and shit and blah blah blah. i know it's not that not much time but like i take pride in that i take pride in that shit and i'm owning it now you know what i'm saying yeah you know everyone's got a b- different business model so there are people who um you know they're great at business and they're not so great at photography and they have very successful businesses too you know there's a lot of different means to the the same end of a happy happy that's successful true. photography business that's true and but, some people are just starting out too oh that's right <laughs> what if i paid somebody to do all the right things that i don't do do you think do you think that it would be worth it for me to pay somebody to do all those things that i don't do that i don't do right and and like think about that often yeah i think if if you wanted to target a new market or something you know it would make sense i just feel like that's so much work and like 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 money money it's a lot of it's a a lot of work to even communicate this to those people why not just do it myself at that point And and you're paying them at the same time Right. So it's like, that's why I've never done it. Cause it's like, well, you know, yeah. maybe I think I, like copywriters God. and stuff like Guys. that, they just have you fill out like a basic questionnaire of like what your interests are. And then they just write everything. I yeah. know a, a local photographer who has somebody write everything. And it's so funny because sometimes I'll read her posts and I'll be like, that wasn't her. You know what I need to do? <laughs> and I'll text her and I'll be like, do you know what your copyright writer said today? Cause I know it's something she like doesn't agree with. Like there was one about, um, like, don't you love when bridesmaids fix fix the train or something like that? I'm like, there's no way she likes when when bridesmaids do that to the train. You know what <laughs> I should like, have done? Oh God, I have to get that on. I, I should have attended the Photographers Unite conference and learned some of this, and then uh, and then done it. You know? Can I go back in time and do that? No. Nope. Okay. Actually, yes. Yeah, yeah. I probably probably no, can. It's, it's probably it's probably all up online. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Are we done? Is that it? Is that the end yeah, of the show? Screw this podcast. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's the end of the show. That's been uh one one thirty six. It's, it's one take, everybody. One, one. one take. Like I, I always say, I don't, I don't take things out. This is this is it. I'm in the whole time, no edits. I hope you enjoyed the show. Was it useful? Did it help your business? No? Yes? <laughs> I don't know. You tell us. Uh, tell us in a review, maybe. Yeah. Go to... Go to With oh, five stars. Oh, I totally messed the whole thing. We have a handpicked hey, assortment of information. Blah, blah, blah. But why would I even do <laughs> that? Don't, don't I want things to be natural? Do I really want to go through yeah. that whole thing? 
or do or do I want to like do all the right things by cross promote this podcast, do advertisements on the podcast, do all this stuff, do all the things that I know I'm supposed to do to make the podcast better, but don't. <laughs> is, is that what you're saying? <laughs> all right, I think I'm just punk. Just do it the best you can, Andy. <laughs> be the best podcast that's, that's you can what be, and the people will come. <laughs> that's what I'm doing by just doing the show the way that it is. <laughs> You know, for those we, who want to follow actually, me, they'll just follow me. I will say we even when you look at even our like iTunes reviews and stuff like that, we have like comparison to other wedding photography podcasts. We have like way more than like other other wedding photography podcasts. You know, come on. I'm just a tooting that own horn, you know, but like, I don't know. Does it does it even translate into the amount of listeners that I expected to have when we started the show? No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> So tell Thanks your friends, what your friends yeah, everybody. seriously, what the hell? <laughs> All right, that's that's probably enough of this, <laughs> this episode. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Uh, so, yeah, Lindsay, where can people find you? Just find me. Just just organically <laughs> understand where I am in space and time. Dude, that was if actually... If you really care about me, you'll be able to find me. <laughs> Dude, that was so good. That was so right on. That was so good. Um, Neil, where can people find you, man? Uh, you can hashtag me on Instagram uh, under, the, under the search bar uh, under hashtags. Uh, put in Neil Urban, and that's where I'll show up. Yeah. And, and if you do any um, next year, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, um, you know, whatever, whatever. You know who I am. You can find me if. <laughs> You can find me if you want to. If not, that's okay too. Uh, all right, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening in. This has been episode 136 of What If Towers Unite. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Oh, man. Get